I'd just like to start this podcast off on a more solemn note than we usually do. Uh, I lost a dear friend this last week, a friend, a mentor, a leader, and someone with whom I did not always agree, but I think everybody can agree that whether you like Shinzo Abe or not, every world leader should take at least one page out of his book. And also, uh, the following bit has been redacted. Uh, anyway, RIP Shinzo Abe. Uh, I wish it happened while you were in office. It's the Doug Zone. How you doing, Julian? What an all timer. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just, as I was starting, I was like, maybe I shouldn't advocate for the assassination of a politician before the 60 second mark. Uh, it's like how YouTubers and videos now won't cuss before like five minutes. Oh yeah, so it doesn't get demonetized. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who's taking away our funding, but yeah, I don't know what don't funding know is giving being us taken away. Funding other than yeah. yeah, Patreon plug. Uh, you can <laughs> join the two people giving us money. Uh, <laughs> we can up that to three whole people. We can up that to three whole people, and you can you can threaten to take that away if you, uh, if, for instance, that's I, really the the best part of subbing to any Patreon is messaging the person threatening to take it away. Yeah. Basically you own us. I will note, uh, I won't see those messages. I don't have access to the Patreon. Um, I'll, I'll give you access to the Do Patreon. I need, a- okay, I'll I get access it. to Patreon. Um, yes. The Instagram is a step too far, but the thing where people pay us. <laughs> I just don't remember that. the Instagram password, to be honest. <laughs> I already said it and send it, but I have to do that. Yeah. You're going to pull a mat, get locked out of an account for the podcast. And you like, yeah, the Instagram, you can follow it. We can't post to it because we got locked out. And none of us remember the password, but you can, you can follow us if you want to. Um, you won't see much, but it'll make us feel good. It will. When we, when we search the podcast from our own accounts and see that the number has gone up slightly. Um, I do it every day. <laughs> I constantly check the Doug Zones metrics to see I how do. it's doing. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing. I, I just I click on the Twitter and I go, hmm. And then I click out of the Twitter because I can't think of anything funny to tweet. Yeah. I think when like school starts up for me again and I start leaving the house more, yeah. I'll run into more interesting people and have more interesting things to say on Twitter. But yeah. right now we're in kind of a dry spell. I'm also medicated now which might have something to do with my decrease in tweets. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my Twitter, I, my main has calmed down sufficiently and that I am now, uh, I've committed myself to only retweeting things and also tweeting about dreams I had because I just thought that was a kind of funny bit. It's uh, pretty good. It's like middle school Twitter, you know? Yeah. Uh, last night I dreamed I was cast in a film called Dr. Patient Sensuality. Uh and it was like an 80s style rom-com about a man who pretends to be a therapist to get closer to a woman. Uh, not problematic whatsoever. Not problematic at all. Well, I genu- side note, I know people don't want me to talk about my dream, but I would like to note I was in the dream appalled at the script. Uh, and when I like asked to like see it, it looked like the movie had been completely finished. I'm still not entirely sure what capacity they wanted me in for the movie. Because I was like, well, this seems bad i don't like this and like well here watch it and you'll see why it's good they just started playing the movie um so i'm not sure what they wanted me to do like the the therapist is played by ezra miller and then i couldn't think of like a (laughs) topical woman to cast in it and i was like (laughs) hmm i can't think of a single topical woman when it comes to you know abuse or uh things like that wait wait hold on (laughs) 
Yeah, Ezra Miller, Amber Heard, Hollywood's that'd, most powerful couple. Um, that'd be a wild one. It's it would be crazy watching Amber Heard try to gone girl Ezra Miller before Ezra Miller can like, I don't know, set off a bomb in Amber Heard's house. It is crazy that every time Ezra Miller pops up in the news, it's it's something. Insane. It's like there's a gun inside of a baby's mouth and he's holding it. <laughs> let's see. Let's see what happens when I Google Ezra Miller right now. That might. I don't know how far off that was from true. Oh, the uh, okay. So the top two things I got were. Allegations against Ezra Miller keep mounting. See the shocking list. Uh, and Elliot Page being considered to replace Ezra Miller as the Flash. Um, and nothing against Elliot Page, but it would be very funny if the Flash just suddenly became like eight inches shorter and everyone just had to pretend that that didn't happen. That would um, be pretty good. <laughs> uh, but, you know, shout out, shout out Elliot Page. I hope you, I hope you steal the part. I, ho- um, I hope you get it. I hope you get it. I'm rooting for you. Uh, I will use my considerable influence in the world of Hollywood to try and pull some strings and make sure that you get this role. All of your personal deep connections that you have. Yeah. Eventually he'll, uh, he'll answer my dozens of DMS requesting that he come on the Doug zone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dream guest, Elliot page. Dream guest, Elliot page. Hey, look, I'm just, I'm not saying he's the dream guest. I am saying it's, it would be a better dream guest than, uh, Alex Jones, my actual dream guest for the Doug Zone. Yeah. Uh, which, <laughs> if I had to choose between the two of them, I know which one I should probably uh, give preferential treatment to. I went to a, a concert this week and <laughs> there was a guy there who was talking to me and he's like, yeah, I started getting like tattoos of band logos and then all the ones I got started getting allegations against them. So no. I decided to stop and I said, yeah, you can't be covered in allegations, my guy. And he just yeah. was like, yeah, it's a tough one. He like, <laughs> I'm not joking. He was like, he like rolled up its sleeve to no- sleeves and it was all canceled bands. That's brutal. I mean, it's almost as bad as the sleeve I have. Here, let me just uh, read it out. We have, uh, let's see. Um, Chris D'Elia. Uh <laughs> It's your Chris Lee, uh, Chris Chan. Yeah, Chris D'Elia, Chris Chan. Uh, I can't think of any other Chris's who've done bad things. Um, it might just be those two. That's enough for a sleeve. Yeah, Chris Pratt. Um, oh, he was, isn't he like a Republican or something? Yeah, Chris Pratt's so interesting because like, it's, I think his cancellation was like, it's just what happens if you have like a Marvel style fan base where it's a bunch of teenagers mm-hmm. developing one sided relationships with actors because they're like, wow, I can't believe that Chris Pratt votes like 50% of America. I'm horrified yeah. by this. It's like, yeah, obviously it's not good that he's a Republican, but like they were acting as if like, he they've like never went met out a Republican and like, before. Yeah, and but, like <laughs> they've never met a single person who's gone to a church that had homophobic teachings. Yeah. Like, like you understand that he didn't like he's not personally like killing gay people, right? Like again, not ideal. He probably not shouldn't great. be doing that. But also, like everybody's like, yeah, it's well known that Chris Pratt is a piece of shit. And it's like, no, I think it's he's just like a dude. I also at this show saw a guy in a wheelchair crowd surf during a neck deep set. Oh, you saw neck deep? That's fine. I did see neck deep. It was very good. More importantly, though, like the more important part of this sentence, can we return to the guy in the wheelchair? So was yeah. the wheelchair crowd surfing as well? 
Yes, he was in the wheelchair, and they were crowd surfing the whole wheelchair. That is sick. Okay, so then I assume it was like one of the light ones. It wasn't like one of the mechanical no, ones. It was what? like one of the metal ones. Yo, okay. Like, it wasn't That's... like an electronic one. Okay, okay. But it was but still it was wasn't like, like a hefty wheelchair. Damn. That's... He found like a couple guys to like follow him through the crowd holding it up, and then everyone else like helped. Yeah, exactly. Into you know, the, the front. <laughs> I don't know how the security guard pulled him over the barricade, but that's so sick. <laughs> they like had to stop their set, and they were like, "This is incredible." You're like king. This rules. <laughs> Go off, dude. <laughs> um, well, shout out to the uh, the crowd surfing guy at the Neck Deep show that Ian mm-hmm. saw. Um, I hope you're doing well, man. I know you're a listener. One hundred percent. I, I got your DMs asking me to pretend to be surprised when this story was told to me. And I want to, at one of the first concerts I went to, a girl like in the middle of the pit started having a seizure. Hmm. So yeah, they that's... crowd surfed in a stretcher and like put her on it and crowd surfed her out. Oh, that rocks. <laughs> it was like really good teamwork on behalf of like the people in the White Chapel pit or whatever it was. <laughs> now I'm just like imagining a guy going like, Open up the fucking pit. No, really. Like, please make a pap. EMTs are trying to come yeah. in. Um, it happens sometimes. <laughs> uh, or, you know, you can do the Travis Scott thing and ritually sacrifice them to Moloch. You know, I mean, yeah, really, two pa- yeah, two paths diverge in a crowded wood. And who knows which way the Doug Zone will go when we have our first live show and someone starts to die in the pit. Um, uh, I-, I hope there's a circle pit. I There's going to be no music, but I want people to be like moshing to comedy. Yeah, I want someone to, like, break another listener's jaw by just punching them in the face out of nowhere. Um, Yeah, that's ideal. Ideal circumstances. It'll happen. You know, follow your dreams. And uh, one day, you might be the person who gets assaulted in the Doug's own circle pit. Uh, Who knows? (laughs) We can only dream. We can only dream. We can only hope and pray. But um, eventually, oh, oh, my phone's blowing up. Sorry. I finally hopped on that stupid Instagram trend the thing where you like post a link and people can send you anonymous messages. Oh, yes. Um, I, apparently people are doing it much to my horror and chagrin because I'm probably not going to respond to any of them, but I'm sure there's something upsetting in there. No, you have to post the upsetting ones. That's what people do. Yeah. Well, and that's, yeah, it's, it's so funny how many of them, like I know like one or two guys who have done it and it's, you know, all just sort of like people going like, yo, what's your workout routine and whatever. And right. then every single girl I'm sure from that's my what college, get. yeah, every single girl who, yeah, yeah, people love to know my <laughs> workout routine. Um, uh, every single girl from my college who posted, it's like ten people going like, "I've always Show been in love with you, but I'm, I'm too afraid you, to admit yes. it." Yes, uh, <laughs> and her being like, "Swipe up." Yeah, she just goes like, "Slide into my DMs," and one of them's like, "Well, I'm seven months pregnant, uh, so a little late." And I was like, "Rock on, go off, queen." Um, I love that. But, um, but yeah, so anyway, we'll, we'll see, you know what, this is what we'll do. I'll, uh, if I, I'll click through them in between this and the Patreon episode. And, and if uh, there's any upsetting ones, we'll read them on yeah, Patreon. Yeah, if there's any upsetting ones, I'll read them on the Patreon. Uh, there you go. Now you have your little, I have my hooks in you and you have 50 minutes to think about it and to wonder don't how think upsetting too hard. these questions Don't be. think too hard. Do uh, it yeah, now. Yeah, don't think too hard. Just uh, impulsively subscribe <laughs> to the Patreon. Uh, and then turn off notifications so you never notice if uh, a new episode gets uploaded so you never remember that it happened. Um, in fact, subscribe to the Patreon and ideally un- uninstall the app, but keep your account live. 
basically, I just want us to be taking money from you for as long as possible for, yes. before you remember it. Yes. Anyway, now that we've done the Patreon plugs, I think we can end the episode. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> this has been fun. So we should do. We should start doing like the come town thing. We're like it, the episodes just get shorter and shorter uh, until we don't yeah. even have time to plug the Patreon. Like it just we start recording, the theme goes, and then it ends. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Now, should we talk about Doug? We can talk about Doug. We can talk about Doug. We can talk about Doug a little bit. We watch. Listeners can have a little Doug as a treat episode on total recall 1990 and this, this is, one what did I, you think about this one i didn't hate it yeah i didn't hate it either it is strange watching doug on screen with a performer less charismatic than him uh that was He's less charismatic but i was like it's more flavor yeah having two people in it is better than just doug no matter who the other person is <laughs> and the, the opening joke i actually thought was kind of solid um, which is to say he, uh, he starts and he's complaining about remakes and what, how remakes are almost always bad. Uh, and he goes, and why am why I talking about remakes? Yeah. And he just goes like, I'm bringing up remakes, of course, because this movie is also bad. Unlike the remake of it, which I assume is also bad, but I don't want to watch. And I was like, okay. I mean, Hey, I respect not wanting to watch something bad. Uh, can't relate, but respect it. Yeah, as you say. Uh, unfortunately, I do watch some, something bad, but oh well. Anyway, and then he starts talking about it, and this little this animated guy shows up. This um, animated Wikipedia head. He's an animated Wikipedia head. And looking at him gave me flashbacks to like the 2015 era of YouTube, where it was like all videos by some dude named like The Rational Satirist. Oh, uh, God. Posting things like, you know, like top 10 reasons feminism is wrong uh this is like whatever. skeptic era yeah, like yeah this, that's what okay. this reminds me of it's like a youtube skeptic looking at this profile and now it doesn't it seem to be that way just judging off of what he's talking about in the video it looks like he just talks about sci-fi uh but just that kind of avatar was like giving me war flashbacks to the trenches of early youtube um and gamergate which as a side note i saw someone tweet about a couple days ago and i'm sorry I know I was just railing against these guys, but also if you're posting about how Gamergate traumatized you in the year 2022, you shouldn't have been doing that in 2015. You are a baby. Jesus brain. Christ. If, yeah. I Gamergate. It's, it was how did the that worst traumatize anyone. Yeah, exactly. Like, even if you're like, I don't know, like make Anita Sarkeesian. Um, and even then, like you kind of deserve to be traumatized if you're Anita Sarkeesian. Cause her takes were dumb uh, to be clear. They were uh, stupid. Yeah, Gamergate was the truly the depth v heard of its day, which is to say, just like it doesn't really matter, but a lot of people talked about it. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, but a lot of Chuds and Jezebel think piece writers really thought it did. Um, oh, the heyday of Jezebel! What a uh, time when everyone a, was getting taken down on Jezebel. Yeah, and Vulture. Uh, oh yeah, do you remember that they wrote like what they they published like a short story? Um, I don't even remember what it was called, but it was literally it's like. It was like the life of a woman in a me too, in the Me Too era, um, and like the short story was really just, it's just like a bad hookup. Like she isn't even like really pressured in any instance. It like repeatedly goes out of its way to say that she like is assuring the guy she feels comfortable with what with what's happening and just isn't enjoying it. And I was like, no, this that's not <laughs> that's the life just of a woman. Mad the- that somebody's bad at sex. It's like, yeah, you're just 
you're just a bad communicator. This is like, it was, it's the same energy as like the, you know, like no men have bed frames kind of tweets where it's like, no, the person who wrote this story, you are only telling on yourself. You have not told us anything about society. You just told you are us the- only telling us about the type of person you hang out with. Yeah. You're all you're doing is telling us that you just have terrible standards and don't communicate what you want. Um, <laughs> I'll have to dig up. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll read the short story for the Patreon sometime. Okay. Um, we have to we have to cool down a little bit though after no I am threesome. I think we need to go at least a month before we do another weird sex thing for the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm still it can't recovering. be only weird sex things. Yeah, sometimes you gotta throw in hey, we do talk about something we actually enjoyed for the Patreon this time. Well at least I actually enjoyed. I guess we'll yeah. get into that. But you know, we talk about a group of creators who I have respect for. Unlike sex, which I don't enjoy. Unlike sex, which I hate and avoid I at hate. all costs. It's bad and I don't like it. I keep a samurai sword above my bed so in case any uh, man or woman attempts to seduce me, I can slice their head off without hesitation. Um, it's actually like positioned, like attached to the side of your bed frame so you can just like reach over and grab it. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's not even on display. This is not a display piece. <laughs> I keep it. This about, is for I use. It, <laughs> I keep it a few inches above the bed. So that way, if I even begin to get hard, I can just slice my dick off and <laughs> never have to worry about it again. As a true show of strength. Um, How are you going to seppuku the dick? <laughs> <laughs> the best part about that is, of course, the fact that traditionally it ends with someone else cutting your head off. And I'm not going to continue where, with this bit or where it would go. But, you know, we can all tell what, what direction I'm going. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I'm going to call circumcision from now on is uh, the seppuku of the dick. Um <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> all right okay, well you know so, okay <laughs> so we watched the video on total recall i didn't yeah. hate it in a few it. minutes we'll get back to this bit don't worry listeners i'm sure there's more gas in the I, tank for that one there's yeah, gotta we, be it had, we haven't driven it into the ground yet so we're gonna yeah. keep going but <laughs> um yeah i i did not entirely hate this video which i was yeah. frankly expecting to so the bit uh, at the beginning total recall the bit at the beginning, he's like trying not to say the name of the movie to tip off to this guy that he's watching a sci-fi movie. Yeah, because this guy—I don't remember what his name is—but it's, it's something. But sci-fi. Doug, Doug hates him. Yeah, yeah. The bit, thats the weird thing about all of Doug's. Um, <laughs> his all of Doug's, guest spots. Yeah, he's like they all rely on like this lore and these like established characters that. Almost the heels twenty and years faces later, of the Doug universe. Yeah, like we have no idea who any of these people are. So no. like someone shows up. I mean, it's like watching an old sitcom where, like, a football player from the 80s walks in. And everyone's and, like, like, woo! The audience cheers, and you're like, this is just a tall man. Why are we Why are we applauding yeah. him? Um, but yeah, like, the bit is that he hates him, and he doesn't want to... Hang on. Sorry. I just looked at this reviewer's outfit, like, for the first time. Um, I honestly... I saw that, that he has a shirt... With, like, the... It's the male sex symbol with the rings like, of Saturn around it. Um, and he's oh. also wearing a, he's wearing like a pseudo vest over the t-shirt. And so I just think it's good to know that no one on channelawesome.com had good outfits. Um, yeah, this one's rough. Yeah. I just, I just like, I paused the, uh, the video at a random point and looked at it. And I was like, wait, what is he wearing? Hang the on. The vest that is either just like very cheap and poorly made or is meant to where you can't see the back of because it's a different fabric is yeah. very funny. 
That's yeah. It's like supposed to be worn with a suit, but I can't imagine yeah. wearing that vest with a suit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is I can't, and There's I no can't imagine that vest, like a whole suit made out of that material. Yeah, because that's it's, also mm, bad. Yeah, because that's like, huh? Interesting. There's no explanation for this vest. I also like that this guy's name is not in the video description at all. Uh, I have no idea what this man is named. I've already forgotten it. Uh, and if you click in the video um, description, they don't even say that there's a guest. It's sci-fi something. Yeah, it's sci-fi guy, maybe. Oh, there's no captions. There's no <laughs> Okay. Uh, I've been invested. I'm going to try and watch real quick and see if we can hear it. Oh, God. Uh, let's see. Um... This is a great radio. Yeah, it's Sci-Fi Guy. Sorry, I had to. Sci-Fi Guy. Okay, Sci-Fi Guy. (laughs) Man, I'm so glad we spent like a minute and a half trying to figure that out. Um. Anyway, Sci-Fi Guy looks like he would have several samurai swords in his home. I wonder what he uses them for. Uh, certainly not to commit seppuku. Sci-Fi Guy seems to maybe (laughs) no longer particularly be on YouTube. Oh, is he just like gone? Let me just, oh. Let's just Google Sci-Fi Guy. Let's see what we yeah, got. Yeah, no, that's on. what I'm. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, he deleted his YouTube. Is there a reason? Yeah, did he get me too? See, Coach we're on the channel Rogers. Awesome Wiki. I'm scrolling right now. Let's see, Sci-Fi Guy's as his name what suggests. What happened to that Sci-Fi Guy? He may be returning soon. Let's see. Wait, Sci-Fi Guy did many things to the critic, tricking and killing him. What is happening? Oh my god! <laughs> his first appearance in Star Trek month was in the review of Star Trek Three, where a character took death rather well in which he transferred star trek 5 to the critic as they did so the critic tried to kill him but sci-fi guy did many kind things to critic tricking him and killing him this wiki is not written well uh Uh, so he deleted his twitter he deleted everything but the last thing i i see of people talking about him is from like four years ago and it's being like well he it's copyright and depression, mm. which is that, that perfect cocktail that every YouTuber loves, copyright claims and depression. Yeah, I was going to say, any, any <laughs> every YouTuber understands these things well. Uh, let's see. But I can't find anything that's like, he killed somebody. So Yeah, which is good. I guess it's, it's a good thing that this guy didn't kill anyone. Um, yeah, I can't believe that sci-fi guy killed Shinzo Abe. Oh my god. <laughs> with a homemade shotgun. Sci- Did you look at the shotgun? Like, have you seen pictures of the things that they used to kill him? It is crazy. Um, let's, let's briefly talk about this before we return to Total Recall. Because uh, I looked it up. Because obviously, like, Japan has insanely strict gun laws. Uh, and I guess it's because everybody wants to kill former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. But yeah, he like just like welded some PVC pipes together and like filled them with gunpowder, basically. Um, I'm a spe- I'm an especially big fan of the one that had like nine barrels. Uh, he didn't actually end up using that one, but that was just that rocked. I was a big fan of that one as well. Um, oh, he's called that sci-fi guy. That okay. sci-fi guy. I see. Well, let's see what let's see what results we can get when we add that to it. Uh, Probably nothing. Yeah, probably nothing. So yeah, uh, so he's joined by that sci-fi guy who wants to talk about it because there's there's sci-fi, and they 
So you've seen the movie Total Recall? Yeah, I love Total Recall. It's Total great. Recall is pretty good. Yeah. As you say, trying to make fun of Total Recall for being a goofy action movie is... It knows what it is yeah, the whole you, time. You have failed to beat it at the game that it's playing. It wants to be this. This is exactly what it's trying to do. Um, I like you know, how he's like, I love the security scanners. They're so cool. Yeah, and it's like, man, <laughs> I Doug. don't... I, Doug. <laughs> Doug. We live in a post-9-11 world, Doug. You can't be saying things like this. <laughs> you can't encourage the security state. You can't be like, man... My favorite thing about this futuristic world and action movie is the TSA. <laughs> Man, I love the lobby scene in The Matrix. The guy with the metal detector is so cool. I'm so <laughs> sad that he dies. <laughs> Let's see. What what do they even do in this video? Maybe why I didn't like hate it is because, frankly... They, don't, they just talk about it. It's pretty much just a recap. Yeah, and can you imagine um, just talking about something in order to pretend that you're reviewing it? Yeah, um, it's just a recap of, yeah, it's exactly what we do in more, but yeah. it's, <laughs> it's... They should be killed for this. They should, burned at the stake. Someone, to, someone should take a samurai sword and then perhaps uh, maneuver it around their dicks in such a way that it mimics the ancient ritual suicide of seppuku. Uh, <laughs> at which point a second man with a smaller sword oh, would uh, <laughs> I will say they... They play like a, an EDM remix of Arnold Schwarzenegger saying, get your ass to Mars. Yes. Um, and then I do like that they plug that guy's SoundCloud at the end of the video. That's um, very respectful. Yeah, I can't believe that Digital Monster was collaborating with uh, <laughs> the <nostalgia> Critic. <laughs> get your ass to Mars remix by Digital Monster, soundcloud.com slash digital monster. I love that Doug says that like the, the computer special effects were good. Yeah, they the they're just not are awful. The practical effects, I agree, do rock. But the practical effects are very cool. The special effect, the one that he points to specifically, is when he's disguised as the woman and like the head opens. Yeah, and which it's like, looks like dog shit. Yeah, it's like it does not look good. I'm not gonna say that like it, the movie's worse for wear because of it. Because like I no, can't judge I, a movie in 1990 for not having good CGI. But like to point it out as a point of pride is. Yeah. Interesting. It's, yeah, like I'm looking at a paused frame of it right now and you can like it's see rough. individual pixels moving on this woman's face as it you splits. You can see like the edges and there's no like the inside of it is just very clearly a flat color. Yeah, it's it's a green screen. Like Yeah, like <laughs> And again, no hate. It is 1990, but also it's so funny to go like, yeah, the CGI in this movie was so good. Uh just you can just praise the practical effects. That's all you got to do. There's yeah. great practical you don't effects have in this to movie. Bring up the computer effects. They yeah, they don't, they don't exist. Bring up computer if you don't effects them. for like any movie before 2016, and even after even that, then. it's kind of iffy. Have you seen like the uh, the like the still frames from Thor: Love and Thunder that have been going around Twitter? There are some brutal ones. Hang on, see, let me see if I can like dig them up real quick. Uh, and then I'll. I I'll saw some brutal ones from like Umbrella Academy. Yeah, that I saw. Especially rough. I saw an ad for the CW Flash show, and it somehow looks worse than it did when I was in high school and I knew people who were watching it. Like, I don't understand, but I shows, watched it. Shows love giving up. Yeah, I was like watching. I was like, "Oh my god, this is because it was. It's what they. It was the promoted material. So this is what they're like. 
showing people this will make them want to watch it more. I was like, this is astonishingly bad. Uh, but, you know, I can't believe that a superhero movie had bad CGI. That's never happened before. Nope, um, not even once. <laughs> not even a singular time. Uh, but, oh well. I, don't know, I guess every time a new Marvel movie comes out, it's just sort of, it's tradition. You got to clown on bad CGI on Twitter, but still. It you is amazing clown on it because well, it's one thing because you know that they have the money and the resources yeah. to do better. Yeah, like Marvel is like arguably They're the biggest like five billion dollars with this movie. Like, yeah. come on, you're allowed to splurge a little on the CGI. It's the same. I mean, it's also why I complain about like pretty much everything Disney does now. Where I'm like, you're you're allowed to take risks, guys. You like yeah. you have you the money to film have your. Flop. Yeah, you could film yourself strangling someone to death, just uncut, unedited footage, and release that in theaters under the title like Pinocchio, and you would make ten million dollars before anyone realized what was happening. Yeah, you're allowed to do this, uh, but you oh can well. make a flop or two. You can make a flop or two. You can just but try make it an exciting year. flop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could be the minds behind. Stop uh, making movies about intergenerational drama. I I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> A, I mean, I know that the reason that this is happening is because every writer for Disney is movies is a millennial. Yeah, it's like it's millennial women who like go to therapy and somehow it's not even being mentally ill that's their whole personality. It's the fact that they are going to therapy for their mental illness is like At that's least if their whole personality. personality is being mentally ill. There's some excitement there. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, what are they going to do next? Genuinely, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, they might buy if a there's gun. There's one thing that uh, I hate. It's going to therapy. Yeah, bitch move. You should be strong like me. And the only reason to go to therapy is to get closer to the to the woman that's your patient. Clearly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the only reason to go to therapy is if you, like me, are going to be cast in the hit nineteen eighty (laughs) three rom com, uh, Doctor Patient Sensuality. Upon which I would also like to note, I was not impressed within the dream either. Like the whole thing, I was just. You know, my subconscious mind and I were like, this sucks. I hate this. Why is this happening to me? Um, yeah, that's the only reason to go to therapy is to get I closer to women. cast against your will. Yeah, it's cast against my will in a you film that was completed. <laughs> like, we've, been at, we've decided you're in this movie. Like, what? Like, yeah, we've, we've just, do, you know, do, we've been recording what? you. <laughs> well, well, we don't know yet, but you're, you're in this movie. I've Sorry. been doing that uh, what was that movie called where they just filmed a person throughout their entire lives and they were like, oh, um, it's our boyhood? Yeah, it was called like it was called like Boyhood, My Boy, um, Something Boy. Yeah, Something Boy. The Something Boy. Quick. Perfect. Uh, the movie. But they were doing that to you. Where they uh, film the guy. That'll yep. Hang on. Perfect. As he grows up. I think it's called Boyhood. That's what that's what I'm. And the first result I got was The Truman Show. I I hate Google. Ah, yes, Boyhood. Cool. Uh, Directed by Richard Lankletter. Yeah, because that was a that was a big deal at the Oscars. Yeah. Starring Ethan Hawke. But they've been boyhooding you this whole time. Starring Ethan Hawke as bad. Yeah, I've been boyhooded into this movie. (sighs) Uh, they keep trying to make me go to therapy, and I keep just not doing it. It's like, wait, hang on, how can we? How can we film him? <laughs> he refuses. We can't to, get him in the office. We can't get him to seek help for his genuine problems, so we can't make this this film 
which will doubtless win Oscars and also be the subject of multiple think pieces. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. He'd be perfect for this role if only he would seek help. Instead of paying him, we're offering him real therapy, and he just refuses. Yeah, look, if you want to boyhood me, you've got to subscribe to the Patreon. It at doesn't the sound like a good thing. Yeah, you should Boyhooding shouldn't. somebody sounds Yeah, I guess, menacing. yeah. If you want to boyhood someone, that really, it sounds like like the chapter of like a, a book on the Franklin scandal. Yeah. Uh, it's like the boyhooding of, uh, but you know. Uh, let's see, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out what we're going to call this process when we make my hit film and then travel back in time to the 1980s. So no one worries about the insane ethics violations involved in the plot um, and possibly the filming. I love that the only thing that they talk about in this video that's not like plot synopsis is um, whether or not it's in a, like reality. Yeah, it's like, which what is if like it the was whole point of the movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like this movie. Where the whole plot is, you can go into the machine that makes you have dr- really realistic dreams. Like, but what if it was a dream? Yeah. You're yes. Like, Yo, really? It's like the people that watch Inception and they're like, hmm. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, what obviously, if? like a little bit Hear of the fun out. of Inception is um, trying right, to figure out where you are. Yeah. It's trying to figure out if it's a dream or not. But like, if you think that the movie is so intelligent and deep, or you're intelligent and deep for going. That's what I'm saying. But, is yeah. it's funny to think you're intelligent and deep for pointing out the purpose of a movie. Yeah, crazy inception theory. What if it was a dream? All right, hang on. I think I've got it. I'm going to send you. I I pulled up a YouTube video that happened to have two clips of the the CGI from the movie. Okay, perfect. The stills. I just want you to take a look at them. Uh, this is coming oh, from the wow. largest studio in the world. Uh, <laughs> It's the same as like they made that adaptation of um, that second one is really bad. <laughs> it is brutal. I yeah, I looked at that one in particular, and it looks like Troy Bolton's reflection in High School Musical two doing the same bet on me. <laughs> I was reminded. Uh, did you ever watch uh, the Disney version of A Wrinkle in Time? No. You should keep it that way. It's it's pretty bad. But okay. there's a scene where Oprah Winfrey shows up. Playing. I forgot she was in that movie. Yeah, me too, until right now. But she shows up, and she's like this giant computer projection, I think. I don't remember what role she's playing. But basically, she's giant, and they clearly gave her, like, no direction as to where she was supposed to look. So she's just sort of, like, staring <laughs> above the characters the entire time. That's incredible. Uh, which is awesome. She's like, hello, everybody. It's so good to see you, as I'm sort of like glancing around the screen. like That's what, It's like what I do to avoid eye contact. Yeah, as you say, she's doing what I do during, like, a a long transaction with a customer where we've stopped like being yeah, able to make small talk. Over and you're just like, yeah. I'm like, well, we got some cucumbers. Let me punch in that code real quick. And I'm like looking around, like see, I'm, I like glance behind the customer to see what like the person behind them has. I'm like, ah, tomatoes on the vine. Excellent choice. Uh, <laughs> Do you sure make in- comments about people's groceries? Uh, sometimes I, if I get like, if I get like a weird item that I've never seen before, sometimes I'll like just ask like, I don't mean to be rude. What do you use this to make? Um, and it's actually genuinely that one's a pretty good conversation. That's starter. that's actually pretty good. Yeah, like because people are generally, especially like if it's a weird item that I've never seen before, like oh yeah, you know. So I used it to like make like this this soup that's been in my family for five generations. Uh, I'm like oh that sounds good. I, could I get the recipe? And they go uh, no, no, it's <laughs> my family yeah. secret. It will die with me. Well, I guess I'll just have to. I'll have to hope that you start going to therapy and then I'll impersonate your therapist. (laughs) 
I'm just doing that, giving them intake forms. And the last one is like, uh, it's like one of the consent forms, like a disclosure form. And at the bottom, it just says, I give consent to, for them to take my, my ancient family, <laughs> my family for five generations. And for some reason involves rutabaga leaves. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. And they're like, hang on. I don't want to sign this one. I'm like, well, sorry. Do you want to, do you, do you want to get better or not? Cause you're going to have to give me that soup recipe. One of my brother's friends was living with us during like the, all of the COVID stuff. Um, so, and he, I guess has just never tried anything in his life. <laughs> and we had made, he like, he, we, one day we like had bread bowls and he like took, cause we were trying out like fun cooking stuff like people did during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And he like took his bread bowl and like ripped it in half and was like, "What do I do with it now?" And we're like, "You were so you just fill the soup." Bread bowls, possibly the easiest food, just from the title to assume yeah. what's going to happen to it. It's, I mean, that's like it was baffling. That feels like the sort of thing that would show up in like an ironic like Giga Chat edit is of him like just ripping the bread bowl in half and then like you know it like. The bass comes in, it's like doom, doom. Never let them know your next move. It's like just tearing apart the bread bowl. One day we had made uh, jambalaya, and we had used bay leaves in it. And you know you're not supposed to eat bay leaves. Yeah, because they like ruin <laughs> yeah. your digestive system. They will destroy you. Do not eat. Yeah, them. <laughs> you just you put them in there, and then you take them back out. And so my brother goes, I think I left a bay leaf in there. If you get it, don't eat it. <laughs> and his friend goes, why? You being selfish? Going to eat it yourself? Yeah, I'll eat it if I get it. And my oh, brother just looks at me yes. and goes, okay, you do that. <laughs> it's like, I guess I, I guess I can't stop you from eating the bay leaf, but I really don't You're not going to enjoy it. it. I don't recommend it. Yeah. No, admittedly, that is that's also a very Matt move. It's like someone telling you, like, don't do this, it'll hurt you. I'm like, well, you're just trying to trick me and that's it what, won't work. Every time my mom would like make dinner and put down a dish and be like, careful, it's hot, my dad would instinctively touch it to see how hot it was. Which <laughs> I I don't know, I guess that's the same it's the same energy as like you know, whenever people are like, careful, that paint's wet, and I instinctively want to like touch it and be like, oh really? Um, yeah, that's that's what he does is with hot plates. He'll be like, oh, really? And like burn his hand. Yeah. <laughs> but like nightly. And, you know, shout out. I Look, I appreciate a staunch refusal to learn a lesson. Uh, oh, hang on one second. Okay. Apologies. I had to. Uh, it's all good. I had to deal with a scheduling error for my oh, other no. podcast that you should listen to because we forgot to record this week. Uh, <laughs> that's a good thing about this one being weekly yeah. so easy to remember yeah exactly whereas yeah that's the problem is with it being bi-weekly like a it gives us much more room to be a little more flexible but also it gives us so much more time to forget that we need to record uh that's the problem is that everyone who has a podcast is in some form mentally ill and if you yeah. let them dissociate long enough they're not gonna remember they have one yeah, or even if you don't even have to be that mentally ill you can just be like kind of dumb like me and then like you're like oh i forgot that i was doing that yeah, thing are I you do in situating you're not very mentally ill i guess i am also mentally ill but my point is more that i think that plays less into my forgetfulness than just the fact that i am a little stupid sometimes it um, happens yeah like, for instance, today, when, as a side note, sorry for not letting you know I was ready to record, I was just sitting there like, 
damn, Julian's taking a while to get ready to record. You message me like, hey, are you ready? I'm like, oh, right. You, I did not give you any indication I was free. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it happens. Yeah. One second. Again. Wait. I forgot Michael Ironside was a person. Yeah, me too. It's crazy that all the comments like, man, Michael Ironside rules. And I was like, this guy is like a non-entity to me. I mean, no hate to Michael Ironside and the, the good work that he's done. But, uh, the, uh, but, you know, it's very funny that everybody in the comments is such a big fan and we just he, he slipped out of my mind. I like Doug's joke where he's like, no, if you want to see these three boobs and jerk off to it, to it, you have to buy the source material. Like as like a code of honor. Big fan of that. Bit, yeah, that, that is a, it's, it's a good it's a good bit. It's like what you <laughs> just the idea of like, well, I respect copyright holders. This won't come up anytime later. Uh, yeah, it's all I don't know. That was just a strange bit all around. Um especially because the little sensor bar says four boobs would have been hotter anyway. Um, oh, does it? I didn't yeah. even read it. Yeah. First one, it says like, we're censoring this or something like that. And then in parentheses, like it really briefly just says like four would have been hotter anyway. I also, the, when it cuts to Mars the first time and it's like very red and he's like, what is this? A sunset? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen a sunset filmed in a famous sci-fi movie before. Uh, According to the comments, though, Martian sunsets are actually blue. Yeah, which I do not believe. Hang on, I forgot to Google that. Martian sunset color. I typed in Martian sunset, and the first thing was blue. Huh. Maybe maybe Martian sunsets are blue. Okay, sorry, random YouTube commenter. Uh, Google Images has proven you correct. Let's see why does Mars this have blue sunsets? Says I still love the line. Consider this a divorce. I do think the film flum- flubbed it by not adding a pun of some kinds. Okay, but what's I don't the- think. Why would you want? There's no. So just I yeah, don't for think the you want puns in this. Yeah, for the listeners at home, the scene that they're referring to is when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's fake evil shoots wife shoots his wife. Is like, hey, but we're married, and so he shoots her in the head and says, "Consider this a divorce," which it's- admittedly. Pretty it's funny pretty line. Good. That's a great line. But I'm just trying to figure out how you could make that a pun. It's like, but we're married. And he shoots her. He's like, well, you never gave <laughs> enough head. Like, what What? What did they want? I don't know what they wanted. Pretty skull fucked now. <laughs> <laughs> I was always gunning to leave you. Um, okay, actually, maybe maybe puns are easier than Maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. We, with All three great jokes I'm sure they'd use in this movie. I mean, it is... Uh, I don't know. Like gunning to leave you honestly doesn't feel that far out. It doesn't feel that far out. Um, It's just funny for your, you want more puns in this. That's like that being your issue with total recall is there weren't enough puns in it. Yeah, that is pretty funny. It's like, I think there should have been more tedious wordplay involved in this action movie. Uh, As a side note, did you know that Cora paywalls good answers? Um, really yeah so i, I like you can on a, see the shitty ones but you can't see like the high rated ones yeah so i um i yeah i looked at the uh i clicked on a question it was like what color is the sunset on mars are there any pictures of it and so we got pictures uh and then i saw one where he goes uh 
and he's like talking about different like planets and he's included pictures and then it just says this answer reserved for Cora plus subscribers. Uh and I like, what? No, you can't paywall your answers about why the Martian sunset is blue. But oh well. Let's see what I'm happens sure, if like, I just search Ace this. Green has answered before. it on Twitter on TikTok or something. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what we got. Uh what is your opinion of the nostalgia critic on Cora? Um <laughs> Wow, this guy's just tearing into the nostalgia critic on Cora. Another joke that I liked from this one um is Doug being like, How after you sing the video of you watching terrorists on Mars, you ask your wife if you want to move there? Like, do you think <laughs> it's a good place to raise your children? Yeah, that is a fair point. Um that, yeah. Good but one, also, Doug. I mean, considering statements that I myself have made uh, on record about, say, the Taliban, I can't entirely say that I don't understand ironically standing a terrorist nation um, or just going like, yeah, we should yeah. move there. This, this looks like a good place. But um, he's doing it genuinely, and you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just phoning up my wife and going like, hey, do you want to move to Northern Ireland? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe make a business starting up cars, not even driving them, but just turning the key in the ignition to see what happens. Uh, let's see. Oh, someone typed out the word mind screw, which is very funny. Um, like wanting to say like mind fuck, but being afraid. So you're like, well, I got to censor myself. So uh, were the Cora answers about Doug just being mean to him they were all just people going like i used to be a big fan of the nostalgia critic but his content has turned bad and then there's one guy who was like everybody said that doug walker was a great retro content reviewer so i checked him out and i gave up after two episodes his Dang. content was grating and bad and i was like well you just lack the strength to carry on mm-hmm. and also it looks like you were just watching the nostalgia critic instead of pretending that you watched the nostalgia critic for uh an hour on a podcast um Oh no! The latest nostalgia critic is on Austin Powers movies, as my YouTube recommended is informing oh. me. Every time I get on, uh, like my desktop YouTube, because I don't watch YouTube on my computer, and the algorithms are generated based on like what device yeah, you're watching it's, it on. It's pretty brutal. It's just Doug. Yeah, mine is pretty much just Doug, and like various other like content creators in a similar like similar vein. Uh, which is not good. Um, yeah, it's like film comics explained. Man, uh, shout out to the Dutch viewer seven years ago for commenting. There are a lot of really good Star Trek actors in Total Recall. And then just listing all of the people in it who have been in Star That's Trek. really good. And the version of Star Trek they're in. So he goes like Ronnie Cox, in parentheses, the new generation. Mark Alamo, the new generation and Deep Space Nine. Robert Picardo, uh V-O-Y? I'm not sure which one that is, actually. Is that Voyager, maybe? Star Trek? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, and he just I keeps do, going. I do like that he essentially, in the movie, signed up to get PTSD. It's Yeah, it's crazy that he was like, let me do, like, the... Let me do, like, a CIA experiment that would have been done on, like, a soldier let in Vietnam. Let me ultra myself real yeah. quick. Like, we're offering recreational MK Ultra, And he goes, well, sign me up. You're saying that like you wouldn't, Matt. I absolutely would not. If the CIA was like, we're, we're programming you to kill, I'd be like, well, <laughs> uh, please don't. I would prefer that you not. Please stop. Well, yeah, actually, if we're being realistic, yeah, I'd be like, well, I'll get to the bottom of this. And, like, walk in, 
Um, and then they'd instantly fry your brain. He'd be like, yeah, well, it'd just be like the scene in Goodfellas where he thinks he's becoming a made man and he walks in and the room is empty and he just goes like, oh no. And they shoot him in the head. Yeah. That's what I, like, I walk in and the room is empty and they just give me LSD and like, I don't know, play like a Grateful Dead concert before my eyes. And then I never have a sentient thought again. Um, that might be the ideal though. Yeah, it might be the idea. It's just getting lobotomized by the CIA <laughs> after my attempts to my attempts to do grassroots journalism fail. Uh, let's see, it is very Alex Jones to think that you, like, as one person with no previous experience, can infiltrate a giant thing. I mean, like Alex Jones broke into Bohemian Grove. Yeah, that's which, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's pretty sick. It's pretty good. Yeah, huge respect to Alex Jones. Um, no, actually, I'm not going to add any qualifiers to that. Nope. Yep. Nope. <laughs> Just respect. Alex Jones, an uncontroversial and, frankly, I think good figure. Uh, <laughs> uh, a couple comments about. Oh well, I have bad news for. So you said uh, you said the the sci-fi guy he left the internet about four years ago. Yeah. Uh, five years ago, someone commented on this video saying, "I would love to see another video with Leo. He's cool." Um. Sorry, buddy. You'll never see... Uh, saw it the first time after watching the review. I think this film is criminally underrated. I, I don't think Total Recall is underrated. I think it's... I think it's a good movie and most people are willing to acknowledge that. Let's see. Um, this person is asking, why don't we have flat screens built into walls to recreate environments in our apartments yet? We have that tech now? Because that's... It's terrible. Because why would you want to do why that? Why would you? Yeah. But There's much easier ways to go about it's called doing the window. It. Yeah. 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 We don't live in like a post-apocalyptic hell space. We, we don't have need that yet. Nature. We have nature. Yeah. Also, like, I think they do have that if you like live they in do. a city. Um, they have would... like screens where you can change the environments where it's like it plays noise and has visuals to make it seem like you're not in hell. Yeah. And the, the answer as to why more people don't do that is because that is insane and sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. That's uh, terrible. I would not, I would not want that. Let's see. Um, I'm just, now there's, now I've reached a point in the comments where it's really just people like arguing about the ending, like about the film and whether it's real or it's all a dream. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah, not much going on. Oh, well, okay. So I oh, saw. Oh, I just read a comment. All right, let's see if we got the same one. What did you get? <laughs> Looking back on this, it's hard to imagine there was a time where Sharon Stone was dropped and gorgeous. Unfortunately, she decided to take a weed whacker to her hair and become the bad kind of feminist. Oh, boy. All right. That's very funny. Is it like. <laughs> yeah. It's very funny to, like, zero in on Sharon Stone as an actress who used to be attractive and now isn't because I mean like a lot of actresses from that era got like botched plastic the surgeries only, the only reason that I can think of is if it's like movie fans then there's like the line and scream that's very famous of like the she's no Sharon Stone yeah yeah I'm looking at pictures of Sharon Stone she's still she looks fine like, she took a weed whacker to her hair, though. Yeah, she's Clearly. just like she just has shorter hair, um, and became she, the bad guy type of feminist. Yeah, she became Come the bad guy. Was it Sharon Stone whose husband was like eaten by a Komodo dragon? 
or was that someone else? Hang on, maybe maybe I'm misremembering this. Hang on, before I, I'm almost certain that her husband was like killed. What the in a fuck? Bag. I think he was like eaten by a Komodo dragon, right? Uh, <laughs> Sharon Stone Komodo dragon. Hang on, let's see what we got. Yeah, a Komodo dragon attacks editor what? Sharon Stone's husband. This did happen. I'm not insane. He didn't eat him, though. Well, the first result I got was June 11th, 2001, theguardian.com. Sharon Stone, a Komodo dragon, ate my husband. Oh, um, my God. The, the Basic Instinct star watched in horror as a 10-foot lizard attacked her husband. You might say it was the Komodo dragon's basic instinct. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, the scene in a better suited, a scene better suited to a 1950s monster movie. A Saturday trip to the zoo ended with Stone's husband being mauled by a 10 foot Komodo oh dragon. Oh my god! Oh my god! He was in the Komodo. Wait, why was he in the Komodo dragon cage? How did he end up in there? Um, let's see. Oh, we have a number of celebrities who want to be behind the scenes, and he had a fondness for these dragons, according to his wife. No doubt, Bronstein's warm feelings came to an abrupt end when the reptile attacked his foot, almost severing his big toe. Okay, that's oh. not... Okay, what do you mean a Komodo dragon ate, ate my husband? husband. Yeah. No, he ate your husband's toe. Yeah, and you know what? Look, if we stopped going places because there was a giant lizard that might eat one of your toes, I mean, no one would go anywhere, right? Like, come on. In short, just another case of coastal elites and the bad kind of feminist overreacting to problems that aren't really there. Um, let's see. <laughs> the Komodo dragon unharmed in the skirmish has been quarantined is the last line in the, in the article, which is really funny to be like, by the way, the Komodo dragon that tried to eat this man's foot, it was not harmed in the process. It's like, well, I was really worried about the Komodo dragon when I learned that it ate Sharon Stone's husband. I'm glad that it turned they out. fully harambed the, <laughs> Komodo dragon just shot him. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, actually He's eating yeah. her husband. <laughs> yeah, it's very different from Harambe, where it's just like he was in the same, like he's in the same space as a child. Um, but yeah, I admittedly, now that I'm thinking about it, Komodo dragons pretty famously don't like eat things in one go. They just like bite you and let you die of the infection, right? Isn't that how they were? I don't know how up to date on Komodo dragon facts you are. Um. I, I'm not super up to date. I had a VHS tape of a Smithsonian eyewitness documentary when I was younger, uh, and it talked about like different kinds of reptiles and lizards. Um, it talked about like that one lizard that can run on water and Komodo oh. dragons, and it has like footage of them like biting a buffalo and then just spending a week watching it get sick and die. Um, Jesus, yeah, yeah. Apparently, their mouths are just like so filthy; like they just have so many germs. They just need to bite you and then just leave it be. Um, that's powerful. Yeah. Anyway, that's, uh, this has been facts that I kind of remember from being seven years old. Uh, but Next I think are jokes I remember from Zaboomafu. <laughs> let's see. Komodo dragon, uh, facts. Let's, let's do some Komodo dragon facts real quick. We'll, we'll end it on some Komodo dragon facts. Uh, reaching up to 10 feet in length, which of course we already know, cause the one that, uh, Duh. famously, uh, killed and ate Sharon Stone's husband whole. <laughs> Uh, was 10 feet long. They can weigh up to 300 pounds. Um, they live up to be, they live to be about 30 years old and they are currently in What do you mean enter my email to continue reading National Geographic? I'm trying to... Uh, I'm trying to educate the public. I'm trying to educate the public about Komodo dragons by using your website. 
Anyway, enemies of the podcast, National Geographic, have attempted to uh, end this. Let's see. The Smithsonian National Zoo has got my back, I bet. Let's click on them, see what they've got in terms of facts. Um, okay, fact sheet. Physical description, size, native habitat. Eating habits. Let's see. Oh, my God. They can run up to 15 miles an hour? Jesus. <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, it's hunting strategies based on stealth and power. It can spend hours in one spot along a game trail, waiting for a deer or other sizable and nutritious prey to cross its path before launching an attack. Interesting. I don't like that. Okay. Well, if you'd like to continue talking away, with us. 985 feet. Komodo dragons are a little scary. Yeah, I'm getting afraid of Komodo dragons. I now understand why Sharon Stone was so... They like horrified when it hit his foot. It's like, oh, it's ate her dragon. husband. Komodo dragon saw my husband from 300 meters away and laid in wait. Uh, <laughs> and then butchered him and cooked him over a little fire and ate him. Yeah, it, it pulled out a little fork and knife and put a little cartoon bib around its neck. And it just <laughs> yeah. gently sawed into him. But of course, first it pulled out a small miniature samurai sword. And that's right, the bit is back, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon Stone, a Komodo dragon did seppuku on my husband. Um, <laughs> a Komodo dragon seppukued my husband, Dick. I Sharon really think uh, Komodo dragons might be the most samurai-like of all the lizards. Uh, what would their focus on honor in their tactic of lying and waiting and poisoning <laughs> people as they walk by? Very samurai-like. Um, Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at DougZoneCast, TikTok, and Patreon at the Zone. It's a fun time. We've uh, we are uploading things to the Patreon. I promise, mm-hmm. we're doing things. We are. Last week we talked about the first ever epic rap battles of history. It was a lot worse than I was expecting it to be. Frankly, it was very uh, bad. Was not great. This week we are watching uh, a video from Whitest Kids You Know. Yeah. So, like I said, we we watched a video for something that we actually liked. Or at least I actually liked. I liked uh, it. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, spoiler for the next episode, but yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, this will be the probably the first time ever that we're gonna have to try and figure out how to talk about something we didn't hate watching. Yeah. Uh, hate uh, watching has become just a part of my everyday life. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We've covered all the plugs, so I just have one final thing to say. <clears throat> the Komodo dragon's bite may be deadly, <laughs> uh, but, but not to another Komodo dragon. Those wounded while sparring with each other appear to be unaffected by the bacteria and venom. Mm-hmm. Scientists are searching for antibodies in Komodo dragon blood that may be responsible. Uh, also, uh, XOXO. Gossip duck. <laughs>